0: Is it your dream to become a professional wrestling superstar, manager, or referee? Well, you can make that dream a reality by training with Midwest All Pro Wrestling. Learn from former WWE superstar and NXT coach Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Classes are training right now, so go to MidwestAllPro.com and click on training to enroll today.
1: Boy DJ Barbecue. We're here with some great guests. Um, We're going to take it to the next level. Uh, We have Dan, Wyatt, and Mark from Next Level Wrestling. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the show.
2: Thanks Thanks for for having us. us. Yeah, it's great Great to be be here. Thanks Thanks for having us on.
1: on. Well, let's start off by asking you guys um, you call it Next Level Wrestling. What gave you that that level, uh, that, that passion that uh, attracted you to professional wrestling when you were younger?
0: Well, uh, by the way, I, I'm Dan Witherwitz. I play Paul Daniels. Uh, I'm one of the partners for Next Level Wrestling. And uh, I didn't get into wrestling until I was like 13 years old. I uh, didn't really watch when I was a kid, but I just caught a glimpse of singing from
2: WCW on TV with his white crow face paint, and I got hooked on it from that day forward. Wow. Well, mine's a little bit different because uh, originally, I was a big Saturday Night Live fan, and uh, originally I hated pro wrestling because it would interrupt Saturday Night Live. Ooh. Saturday Night <laughs> So I didn't get it at first, and then one night, uh, we were watching, uh, the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is interesting, and, uh, when I was on vacation, I picked up a magazine for pro wrestling because I was bored, and, uh, we were in, like, the backwoods of Indiana, and I, there's probably lots of backwoods of Indiana if you've ever been there, um.
1: No, I'm not not dissing Indiana, but,
2: yeah, I am. So, uh, like, I asked them if they had comic books in the store, and they acted like I had asked them if Satan is in the back room waiting for me. Uh, they uh, cast me in Dirty Glare, but they have her wrestling books, which was nice. And uh, so I got some of those. And, uh, well, at that time, you had uh, Hulk Hogan battling the evil forces of Uh, Colonel Mustafa, General Adnan, things like that. Uh, Then uh, I was also, uh, I didn't like to go to sleep on Sunday nights. You know, I'd have to go to school the next day. Uh,
1: So uh, uh, up late on uh,
2: Sunday night was uh, WCW Worldwide Wrestling. And uh, you get to see such luminaries as the Master Blasters. Uh, This was a really bad time in WCW, but, uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, I remember, uh, like, the first episode I watched was him, uh, he had, like, some bar thing that he was doing, and he had a it was bar, and, like, he was, all I remember was he watching the, the bar, he was wiping it down at the end, singing, Tora, Laura, Laura, and I don't know why, but that's always stuck in my head, and, uh, it wasn't, wasn't
1: very interesting So, so was that ever like, uh, have something that was similar to what you did on a daily day basis that kind of, um, connected with your, your, your pro wrestling, um, likes. Uh, cause like, for instance, like with me, uh, there was a lot of things that, um, I wasn't able to say I was really shy but when I thought about professional wrestling and saw some of the favorite wrestlers that I had as, as a kid uh, it actually helped me open up and not be so shy when I'm trying to do like book reports or uh, speaking in front of a class. Is there anything similar to that that you guys uh, could resonate with?
2: Hmm.
1: I don't know Dan
2: for, for me No. (laughs) (laughs) I was also the guy uh, reading comic books uh, and would wear, like, Batman shirts. back then, back then, if you were wearing a Batman shirt, you were the nerd. And nowadays, if you wear the Batman shirt, you're
1: every kid in America. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of changing, have you guys any like noticed anything that uh, seems like similar from back in the day with like WCW uh, and then when they had the WCW Nitro to counter react uh Monday Night Raw? Do you see anything similar to today's wrestling?
0: Like a Monday Night
1: War type? Yeah, kinda of like that or like similar to how the storylines go, how things are uh, produced. Yeah, like, so, like, the other night I was just thinking, you know, I kind of miss, like, having Tank Abbott dancing out there with three count, and I'm like, well, then we could see that again. Right. No, although no, that's not what you're asking. Never. Right, right, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, no, I,
2: to, nowadays, I, I don't, I, they're just, oh, boy, you're asking a loaded question there because Well
0: <laughs> It's just so polished now. Yeah.
2: Well, it's a little too slick in cool. some ways. Uh, you know, I I would rather watch uh, independent shows on, like, independentwrestling.tv, honestly, most of the time, or I'd uh, rather go on uh, Amazon Prime and watch some old CWA Memphis stuff.
1: Right. Um. So you're speaking about independence. Let's go to the next level of wrestling that you guys are, are... – operating. What are some of the things that you take from like the old days of wrestling to the new days of wrestling that uh, helps you operate next level wrestling and take it to the next level?
0: Well, Well, as far as as old school goes, you know, just good basic storytelling. Because what worked back in the 80s still can work today. You know, the moves don't really matter so much. But the basic story that they're telling, and a clear good
1: guy and a bad guy, you know that's always going to work. Right, you know, you guys, you guys discussed how polished it is. Um, do you like uh that raw, that uncut, that that kind of rough edge, like wrestling when you do your storylines, or do you go to more of a a polished storyline, but then the wrestling is more rough cut, or do you? Uh, like both of them being rough cut. Well, I think what you're
2: asking is uh, <clears throat> the terminology. I think is questionable because what determines what's rough cut and so forth. But let me just give you a, a, a part of my uh, take on on things. See, uh, storytelling is at its heart one of the the main things that you have to do in pro wrestling and and with independent wrestling uh i think that what we have to do is provide a product that's different uh,
1: than everybody else's so that it's
2: you know everybody has their own style their own way of doing things and then our product if you put it side by side with somebody else's product in the area you're going to be like, okay, well, this is different because of this. Um, you know, we, we operate more within, uh, I, I would almost say, um, kind of a Memphis style of uh, wrestling where, you know, storytelling is key. Um, having wrestlers, you know, bringing in different wrestlers, showcasing uh, different talents that you're not going to find in just one location
1: you, you know, know that's that's another part, that's part of what we're, we're doing, doing too right on um what all started and gave you guys the idea of doing next level wrestling well our
0: our partner Wyatt, who unfortunately couldn't make it uh, he would wanted to start up his own wrestling promotion for quite a while, and he kind of been talking to me and talking to me, and you know I wasn't as motivated as he was. And then I started talking to Mark, and Mark was also really into it. So that kind of kicked things off.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. We wanted to do something a little bit, a little bit different. And uh, you know, as far as next level goes, he wanted to find uh, a lot of guys that we think are guys who could make it to the next level and bring those people in and showcase them. Um, You know, it's not something that's been done in this area. Is it going to work? We'll find out. Uh, But I think it's something that is worth trying, and it's different than what uh, other people are, are doing. I think probably the closest one is maybe 3XW, maybe, but it's still different enough. Um, because we got guys coming in from Chicago. We've got guys coming in, you know, we'll bring in, you know, we got Ollie coming in from Sioux Falls. We got guys coming in from Omaha, you know, Des Moines, wherever we can. We'll find the best talent that we can in the Midwest. Guys who we, th- we want to be able to look at them and say, could this guy make it to impact AEW,
1: WWE,
2: and we, we want to be able, able to say, yes, yes, they can, and if we, we can, can say yes, yes to that, that then they are the people we want to
1: book. Now, with with professional wrestling and it, it it's evolved um, from you know where you had to just do. I mean, you can still do posters and and hand those out to social media. Uh, with our group uh, that we have as our platform is BTC Behind the Curtain. Um, do you see that it takes a little bit more work than normal? than just to kinda of, you know put up a picture here and there online. Uh, or do you do you find it um just as easy uh, or um as putting up posters
0: you, know, you really gotta engage with people. Especially when you, you start, start now, you just tell everybody oh you, know. you really can't just rely on people just discovering it on ha- happenstance, you gotta put the work in
1: right yeah. it's, al- it's almost like you have your own television company production company right there in your in your home in the palm of your hand with the phone or a tablet or even with a, a, a laptop or a desktop um what's some of the things that you use through social media that helps you go to that next level uh, over any other promotion Ooh. i I don't know about, uh, I mean, right now what we're doing
2: is we're just
1: introducing
2: people to the wrestlers, uh, kind of giving people, you know, here's who we're bringing in, here's who this person is, you know, so that people know a little bit about them beforehand. And hopefully that'll help them gain a little bit of connection before they even get to the venue. You know, One of my complaints about indie wrestling, just from having previously gone uh, to shows that I've worked on and been a fan of, is that a lot of times you get there and you just see guys and you, you don't know who they are. You don't know anything about them and you don't learn anything about them during the course of the show. They just go out and have matches and where's the fun in that, right? So we, I've tried to take it and give it a little bit more structure to where we can give people a little more insight to each wrestler beforehand
1: and during the show. And hopefully we can market those things too. Right. So how do you guys uh, determine on who does what in the promotion from the writing to the production to the, the, uh, the staging? Um, and, and also the marketing. Do you guys all do that as a team, or do you guys have set positions for each other?
0: Well, uh, I do the poster design, logo design, stuff like
2: that. I'm kind, I'm kind of a, a jack of all, all trades, trades, I guess, I guess. so they, <laughs> I just do whatever whatever <laughs> I need to do. You were saying <laughs> that
1: you liked uh, SNL. Um, is that where you got your uh, your passion for writing? Uh, I, I wouldn't say, say that. It, my passion, passion for writing would probably come more from like comic books or or something like that. Very cool. Um, what are what was uh, your last show that you did, and where did you do it at? So it was August sixteenth. Dan corrected
2: me on this earlier because uh, my memory
1: not so good anymore. I was, was going to let it fly. Yeah. Gonna... You didn't have to say anything because I wasn't recording at that point. So you could have just uh, verified it yourself and <laughs> no one would have uh, I've taken a few bumps, so I can probably claim
2: a few, like, bumps to the noggin. So, uh, but anyway, so uh, it was August 16th at El Ranchito. It uh, was our last show
1: and our first show. So, uh, you know,
2: one of hopefully many more. So. But that was, uh, and uh, we are working on the the video process right now, converting that all over and putting that together. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, have some info on that coming up in a few weeks.
1: Right on. Uh, so what uh, championships do you have? Uh, we're introducing the heavyweight
0: championship. We have a tournament going on right now. Uh, and that's the only... Title
1: in the works, works at the moment. Okay, who is uh who's all involved in that tournament? Uh, the, the remaining hours. contenders.
2: <laughs> the, do you, do you want, want? All right, I'll give him the, the, the remaining contenders, contenders <laughs> the people who haven't been knocked out yet. So you got the the Candyman,
1: Willie Sweet.
2: Uh, he's still involved. You got Kados, and uh, he comes from a uh, Kansas City, Missouri area. Um. You also have Eddie Whitton and the, Eddie Scott. Or Eddie Scott. Well, everybody in Sioux city knows him, is it? <laughs> anyway, sorry. I can't keep <laughs> these <laughs> things straight, for God's sake. A uh, memory now. Anyway. Uh,
1: and Rory. Rory Fox. Yeah. Uh, Fly Fox. <laughs> right on. Uh, What did it feel like, actually, uh, being able to have that that first show under your belt? Felt really
0: good. Uh, I felt like it was a great show. And a lot of people saw me wrestle that never seen me wrestle before. A lot of family and friends out there. I thought it was a pretty respectably sized crowd.
1: I was real happy with that whole night. Right on. Where did you get your uh, your student your training at? uh, I started training at
0: PCW in Sioux City around 2002, but uh, I didn't really get you know official training until uh, Wyatt, our partner, started training me because he was legit. We've been training at uh, OVW. Ohio Valley Valley Wrestling at uh, Louisville,
1: Kentucky. Oh, very uh, cool.
0: Which, uh, you know, it's legit. A lot of good trainers there. So, uh, after he came back to the area, he started training me and my tag team partner. So, you know, got way
1: better after that. Right. So, he went to Ohio Valley Wrestling. Um... What what do you uh you do you look at that as like kind of your blueprint, uh for shows going off from your after your first one, or do you guys have, um, just like you know you, you kind of build it up and you see what happens? Well, there's there's a couple things
2: that go into it. Sometimes you gotta base things off of you know how your crowd reacts, what they want, and then. You know, ideally you have kind of some things that you think you want to see, some things that ideally you'd like to happen, but
1: there's always things that change.
2: There's sometimes when people just can't make those shows. There's other guys you'd like to get in and
1: have on your shows. So
2: that, there's so many moving parts to the whole thing. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit of a different world when you're dealing not not a ton, but when you're dealing with uh,
1: your own set roster,
2: you know, when you train your own guys and things like that, it's a little bit easier because you know,
1: okay, I have these guys, I can plan more long term.
2: Uh, but when you're you're rotating guys in and out, it's a little more uh, a little more difficult, a little more hectic, but it's also uh, I think the product is a little more polished that way. Um, you know, the train and I'm not saying anything bad about places that train people and bring their guys out. You have to have those places. It's, you have to because they have to learn and get better. Otherwise, you wouldn't have uh, guys who are on that verge of, of stepping up and, and getting better like uh, the African Prince Ali, um, who I think is is really you know showing some great potential up there in Sioux Falls and you know some other guys I'm sure will step up too so for me that's uh, we serve a different purpose right and I'm probably getting that point
1: is there any uh, wrestlers that are up in the the mainstay that you really would like to bring in
2: what do you mean by mainstay?
1: Like, uh, I, I would say the up, the upper level, kind of like not quite like WWE or AEW, but kind of like, you know, your Ring of Honor, your uh, Impact, um, you know, those ones that are up there, MLW, like the higher independent level.
2: Well, I'm I'm a <laughs> big fan of Ethan Page. I mean, him and uh, Josh Alexander of the North. Wow. They're, They're a fantastic, fantastic tag, tag team.
1: team.
2: Yes, that, they are. That's have you, have
1: you seen uh, uh, Ego face uh, Darby Allen? It was at Evolve. Uh, they had a hardcore match. and um, Literally, it was close to a a death match. I mean, they put their bodies on the line, and I don't even know how they were standing afterwards. But I mean, if if you have a chance, I'd go look at that one because those that's that's definitely one of those those top matches that are up there. Um, yeah, do you guys they... do hardcore matches in your promotion? Not yet. Well, kinda. What Eddie hey, kind
0: of had a dudo kind of. No.
2: So there's, <laughs> there's a. a... Do we do hardcore? Well, yes. There will be I mean, we won't do death matches. I should probably put that out there. We're not going to do light tubes and things like that. That's, you know... We're not going to be the the quote-unquote outlaw mud show.
1: (laughs) Right.
2: But, I mean, everything has...
1: I mean, those things have a place. If you have, like, a Texas death match or, or something like that,
2: you know, ideally... You want it to make sense. You want something to lead up to it um, before those things happen. You know, but you could have a street fight things like that. I mean, that's normal parts of wrestling. Yeah, I feel.
1: Yeah, as long as you don't overdo it. Right. Uh, is there any uh, wrestlers that you see in WWE or AEW that you really that really attract to you right now? That kind of remind you of the old school days. I really, I really like MJF right now oh he is fantastic go a little more in depth about mjf what what do you really like about him So
2: (laughs) does everything uh correctly as far as the heel his timing is impeccable he's able to um, make a look at the crowd and just the, the faces he makes and when he makes those faces and the way he looks at the crowd, it's just uh, he can turn the, that crowd against him without any effort whatsoever because he just knows how to make people hate him. And if you watch, uh, what was that, the uh, All-In, that battle royal? Uh, I know they didn't call it the Battle Royal. They called it whatever that gimmick yeah, the is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, on the buy-in show. If you watch that,
2: the parts where he would eliminate the wrestlers um, were parts where he would get the most heat for doing those eliminations,
1: if you if you notice that. Right.
2: So I, there's just subtle little things that he does, and he does them better than about anyone else that I've seen in ages.
1: He's a heel,
2: and he acts like a heel, and he doesn't want to have – he's not – cool about it you know he doesn't have to be i don't have to do 12 flippy moves to get people to pop for me i'm just gonna be a heel and that's the way it's gonna be he makes no qualms about it
1: right he he, he definitely plays that uh that old school i would say like that late 70s um early 80s uh like heel uh does he remind you of any certain heels back in the day? Well, you can always see a little bit of a million dollar man in there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely with his, uh, his work that he does in MLW, he's in a trio group, uh, called the dynasty. Uh, and I, You guys hit that right on the key there. He does remind a million dollar man definitely in that one. I think he also, with the way his words is, and I want to hear what your guys' opinion on, on what my opinion on him is. Um, I think he has a little bit of Paul Heyman in him and how he, uh, he uses his words and how he phrases his sentences. He's uh,
2: extremely clever and witty in ways that a lot of people
1: aren't,
2: and a lot could never be. It's a with, word myth.
1: With your shows that you're going to do, do you have a date coming up uh, for your, your next show that will be involved in this tournament that you're going to have for the, the championship?
0: Yeah. show
1: is October
2: 18th at the City in you Dan, did you go underwater, underwater briefly? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Dan, we, we, we kind of didn't hear you that much. It sounded like you were swimming a little bit. Sorry about that.
0: Uh, our next show is October 18th. That's a Friday in South Sioux City in El Ranchito.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Is there any particular uh, wrestlers that are going to be there that are not on the roster that you're going to have as guests?
2: Oh, let me tell you about some of the great wrestlers
1: who are going to be
2: on this show? Uh, it, oh, man. Okay, so,
1: one I haven't even. I'm giving you this exclusive DJ barbecue. Okay. Spoiler <laughs> alert, everybody listen. CJ Esparza
2: is coming in from Chicago.
1: Nice. Hot and heavy. All right. Have you heard of him, CJ Esparza? Yes, I, I, I've heard of him. I've seen one, one of his one matches. Team uh, team. Unfortunately, I haven't seen more. But, yes, I, I have heard of him. He is he is good.
2: Yeah. So, he'll be there. He's kind of a high-flying guy. Uh, he's part of a, a tag team called Zero Gravity. But uh, he's going to be there. Um, we have a, a great group of women come in. Uh, some of you may have heard of Sierra. We also have, of course, Lainey Locks going to be returning, the 2 turns party unicorn. Then uh, we will have uh, Blair Onyx will be there, and we will be bringing in from Chicago Elena Black.
1: Very cool. Are you with you naming those women? Are you going to have those as more of a mainstay on your shows in your promotions to have a women's title? That would be a end goal, I would say. Do you do you uh, do you out of any one of those uh, those women, those athletes that you uh, were talking about, who do you think would be? Just just a thought, like who would you think that you would be your top, your number one uh, uh, lady athlete for next level. I would say the person who's most likely to let, – let's do this. Let's play this game.
2: The person most likely to get signed right away by another company, say, whether it be Impact or AEW,
1: would have to go to
2: Lady Luck. I, I don't know how much longer she's gonna, we're going to be able to book her before somebody else signs her. But, I mean, she's getting better every, every time I see her. She's better. Um, she's got got that desire. She's got the experience now to where she's, she's hit that level. Um, You know, I can give her any challenge and she's going to rise up
1: to meet it. Right on. Well, before I, uh, we end the show here, I want to thank our sponsors, which is btcwrestling.com. Um, we have kback.rocks. They power us. And if it wasn't for kback.rocks, this show wouldn't happen. um, Right before we go, why don't you tell the listeners and, and the and the watchers on the YouTube show uh, where they can find all the information to get uh, about Next Level Wrestling and where they can get tickets for these shows that you're going to have.
2: Well, you, you can, can find, find us on Facebook. On uh, Facebook.
1: Uh, just look up Next Level Wrestling on there.
2: Um, or it's Next Level W-R-E-S-T-L if you want just... to That's the other way of finding it on there.
1: It's not it's the handiest, handiest name,
2: but... Um, otherwise, you can go to nextlevelwrestling.ticketleap.com
1: Right, definitely. Gentlemen, I thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate you taking your time. I know it's late and you got to get going. Uh, everybody, once again, uh, go ahead and check them out. They are definitely a top-tier independent promotion in the Midwest. Uh, as for DJ Barbecue, for the Next Level Wrestling uh, gentlemen here, I thank you and good night.